Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Michelle. I'm Eric. And you are having all sorts of problems. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is a terrible day. I, I'm, I, if there's any <laughs> listeners out there also uh, um, struggling with cedar, this is just a horrible, horrible day. The you scale know, said what? Five out of five. Five out of five. And so my, my little iPhone, I found out it has a uh, it has an, an error quality <laughs> uh, component to it. So I clicked on that. And you know, this part of Texas is just like glaring red. It's the only part in the entire continental U.S. that's like just horrible yes well it is i think the cedar flu only really affects texas right oh my gosh it's terrible yeah yeah and you some for some reason you just have it so bad well for the reason that you have horrible sinuses i do yeah yeah yeah. so but we'll get through this we'll get through it we're talking about purpose today so but first what do you think the purpose of sinuses are i have absolutely no idea (laughs) when i get up to heaven i'm going to ask god i'll say listen you know i really love what you did good work and all but like why sinuses? Why I mean, sinuses? why not just give us bones in those spots? Like right. why? Because <clears throat> you've had oh, so many problems over gosh. your life. I mean, yeah. what in the world? Or at least you, you could have like put a little, you know, uh, tube in them or something so we could drain them out. It's just, you know, I love well, you. Well, isn't but, that your nose? Oh my goodness! I don't know. <laughs> yes, it is horrible for you. So, if you're out there, pray for Eric. Yeah. He's struggling. Okay, but we're gonna get on with our purpose. So we are in the series New Year, New You. Yeah. We talked about new life in uh, in Christ. We talked about new hope. Mm-hmm. A living hope. That was last week. If you haven't listened to that one, you should go back and listen to that. Um, our dog is chewing on an antler behind yes, us, if you yes. hear that. So, that's the dog. Yeah. That's the dog. Um, anyways, today we are talking about new purpose. And what we mean by that is a purpose for our lives as Christians. What is the purpose of, of life as in Jesus? So I think probably we should start with the Great Commission, maybe. What do you well, think? Well, you know, let's actually start with Ephesians 2, if you okay. want. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, so Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. Okay. Uh, and Paul very famously writes, um, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, right? Yep, that's the Lutheran verse. Right. Uh, and this is not as the gift of, it is not by yourself, it's the gift of God that no one may, may boast. Uh, actually, no, that's not Ephesians No, no, no. 10. Well, that's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We're going to go with Ephesians 2, 10. Yes, that's about our salvation, that we are not saved by works, we are saved by faith. But right. Ephesians 2, 10 tells us what we're saved for. Right, that's so, what I was trying yes, to work my way so, up to. So why don't you get there? You're not expected to know everything oh, by heart. Goodness. But it's okay. You do know a lot of things by heart. There you okay, go. Okay, there we Ephesians go. 2, I think it t- starts at 10. What does it say? Uh, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, so we are created in Christ Jesus for the purpose of good right. works. Yes. Okay. And so that's what I was trying to get to, is that, that okay. God, has, uh, God has redeemed us by his grace. And the purpose of his redeeming us by his grace is for good works. And so the, the good works are not something we do for our salvation. Right. Uh, they're not even something we do necessarily for God, but they're something that we do for for our neighbors, that we are created by him to do these things. And so okay. the purpose is, you know, the, the purpose of our life, once we're saved, well, then what do we do with the remaining decades of our lives? Right. right. We're uh, saved to serve, I think people oh, say. I like saved that. to serve, like that. right? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a verse I thought in Timothy that always goes with that, and I kind of tried to Google it today, and I didn't come up with anything, but I feel like I heard a sermon on once saved to serve, and... In First Timothy, but anyways, so we are saved for the purpose of doing good works, okay? Right. And then we got to talk about what are those good works. 
right? Or what, yes. are, what is our purpose? Yeah, and so, so what is the purpose? Well, the good works, I would say, are defined uh, by 10 and 2. So we got the 10 commandments, uh, and then Jesus summarizes them into the two, okay. love God and love neighbor. And that's really what it boils down to. You know, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about that great movie, Saving Private Ryan, that mm. came out, you know, 30 years ago or whatever it was. Wow. Uh, and there's there's this famous uh, scene at the very end um, where Tom Hanks's character mm-hmm. says to Private Ryan, played by Matt Damon, he says, make this all worth it. Mm. You know, that uh, this, this one unit has gone far behind enemy lines. Every man is eventually killed just to save this one guy, Private Ryan. Right, because he had lost all his brothers, right? He lost all his brothers. So they, we were so just going to go get this guy. Yep. So make it worth it. And I thought, what a terrible burden that is. Mm. You know, that here's this one guy, and he's gotten, he has to live the rest of his life hoping that whatever he does is, gonna, is going to be worth it. Well, it was a terrible burden, right? It was a terrible yeah. burden. Yeah, it was a terrible burden. Yeah. Uh, where, and, and, and the point is that salvation is not like that. Uh, yes. That it's, it's similar in that we have been redeemed at great cost. Okay. We have been redeemed by, by the blood and the sacrifice of someone other than ourselves. Uh, not Tom Hanks, but Jesus Christ. Right. right? So we've been saved by him. Uh, but then Jesus doesn't say to us with his dying words, you know, go and make this worth it. What he says is, it is done. It is finished. Mm. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give Ooh. unto you. Very nice. Well, thank you. Yeah. And then that's great. So that's a great point that Jesus doesn't doesn't leave us with that sort of survivor's guilt, that burden. Yeah. But Paul does. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And you know how I love Paul. So Paul tells us that we have to go and live a life worthy of the gospel. Yeah. Okay. And he tells us that in a variety of ways. So yes, we are expected to live a certain way and to sort of carry that burden in a sense, I guess, to live up to your calling. Yeah. And to live up our calling. And I'd, I'd say our calling is really defined not by any great and grand thing, uh, but it's it's really rather uh, mundane, yeah, prosaic, but but hard, and that is to live by the Ten Commandments, okay. to love the Lord our God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, when we do that, then we are living the kind of life God wants us to live. We're living okay. the kind of life we were created for. Mm-hmm. The kind of life we were redeemed for is is a, a life that's you know marked by the Ten Commandments and, and the the two Great Commandments. Okay. Yeah, and I think um, the famous Westminster Catechism's definition of our purpose is what? The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy enjoy him him forever. forever. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so we glorify God, you're right, by obedience, right? Right. By the Ten Commandments, you said, and the two that Jesus summed him up in. Right, Yeah. right. And so I I, I like that. I Mm -hmm. I also love that verb, uh, enjoy. Yeah, to enjoy God forever. To glorify and enjoy him forever. Right. I like that. Yeah, because a lot of people... Are strong believers, but you sure doesn't see you sure don't see much enjoyment. No, maybe no, definitely right? not. Yes, but we are to enjoy God forever. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, some other images that Jesus uses. You know, he in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about his church, talks about his believers as the salt of the earth, mm. uh, a city set on a hill, the light of the world. Okay. And those all get to the same idea that we uh, that we exist. You know, God has redeemed us so that we can have a, a we can make a difference in the lives of others yeah. so that we can be a light shining into a dark place we can be a city set upon a hill as an example we can be <clears throat> salt that preserves against corruption and right. gives flavor to the good things of life mm-hmm. we can so, speak the truth right in love yeah, as the bible yeah. says you can definitely speak the truth in love mm-hmm. and that's something that the, the church will be called on to do more and more yeah right yes. mm-hmm. uh, so another passage you'd written out for us is john chapter 15 verse 16 okay uh and jesus says you did not choose me but i chose you yeah one of my favorites you yep. did not choose me but i chose you and i appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide yeah. so this idea is 
It was by grace you have been saved. You did not choose me. I chose you. But I appointed you to go and bear fruit. And so go and do these things. Yep. Be productive. Be bear productive. fruit. Right. Be... And bear fruit that lasts, I think it says. Abiding fruit. Yes, that your fruit shall abide. Yeah. Yep. Lasting fruit. And so that means that what you do in this world, you know, outlasts you. Or, yep. you know, so we think of a legacy, I guess. And our yeah. purpose being... Um, you know, trying to leave a legacy, not just living for today, but, you know, living for the next generation or, you know, leaving the word of God, which is the only thing that will stand forever. Yeah. Amen. 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 The grass withers. The grass withers. The flower flower fades. fades, But the the word word of our God God stands forever. That's your favorite verse. That's my favorite verse. That's right. Oh, oh your poor thing. Cedar season won't stay forever. Yes, okay. Just take a deep breath. Keep going. Yeah. Okay, so we did the John 15, 16. So we're, one of our purposes is to bear fruit. Right. And in, I mean, if that's not common language to you, that means to yeah make something, be productive in this world, to make more disciples, right? To bear right. fruit in the Christian sense means to teach people about Jesus, yeah. more or less. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's other ways, too. Well, there's other ways to do yeah. it, too. Um, and, and then, you know, uh, as a pastor, I think... Uh, I do a lot of funerals. Okay. And so I have the occasion for people to, to look back upon a life yes. well lived. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, on almost every single funeral I've ever been a part of, it all comes down in the end to uh, she was a good mother and wife. He yeah. was a good husband and father. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, they always mention what the person did, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, what kind of occupation or okay. profession they had. Right. But it really comes down to, to those kind of things. You know, what a good friend that person was, mm-hmm. what a good neighbor, what a good man or woman that person yes. was. And you know, when all is said and done, that's I mean, that's the fruit we're called to do. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily to do these big, grand things. Now, if you can, I mean, you know, yeah. If that's your purpose in life, to do something big and grand like mm-hmm. uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, then by all means, do it. Right. But for most of us, it's small. It's smaller things. Yeah. yeah. And even yeah, I mean, and that's true. We, um, God's economy is always different than ours. You know, in this world, you know, you're judged by, you know, how many followers you have or how many people show up when you, you know, put on something. Right. Well, in COVID world, you don't put anything on, <laughs> but that kind of thing. But, you know, Jesus always like went after the one versus the 99, right? I mean, he, yeah. one was a mission field for him, yeah. each and every person. And we can think of our lives that way too, because sometimes we do get a sense of, oh, am I really doing anything? Am I really making a difference? Well, yeah. in God's eyes, if you are making a difference to one person, then you are. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's saying much better what I was trying to say. So yeah, absolutely. So the bearing fruit, the, the key passage then on kind of our, our mission as Christians would be the Great Commission, right? Yes, which is a wonderful passage. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Yeah. Yeah. So we are to go out to teach about Jesus, Mm -hmm. to teach about obedience to Jesus, to baptize in the name of Jesus. And I think the Bible says until we get that done to the ends of the earth, really, he's not coming back, right? Yeah, he's with us as we do it. Yeah. But that, that, that's one of the great signs of the end, is that when finally the world is evangelized, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's, that seems to be one of the boundary markers between uh, the current age and the age to come. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But there are a lot of great passages about, um, you know, how we are to live and what our mission is. And a lot of you actually gave them to us, I was noting, for when we did our favorite verses, because Micah 6.8 would come to my mind, you know. Uh, I don't know that one offhand. Yes, you do. Oh. What is man? Or humbly, what is it? Walk humbly. You know what it is. Oh, sure. 
Uh, what, how does it start? What is it's Jimmy Carter's passage? Yes, right? but yeah. it says to walk humbly. I will look it up for us. Oh my gosh, I'm completely blanking on it. I just wrote Micah 6 8 because I should have it in my mind, but I don't right now. Um, Anyways, oh, what is required of you, oh man, but to walk humbly and to love mercy? Something, blah, blah, blah. You read it. Read it for me. Okay, so I can't believe it. He has told you, oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. All right, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly. That's just a really nice encapsulation of what our purpose is in the world. Other ones would be somebody called in Philippians 3, 13, I think it is, where it says, you know, what do I do? I forget what is behind right. and press on with what is ahead. Ahead, You know, that which I have, which Jesus Christ has won for me, the prize, right? So there's just so many verses. Ecclesiastes 12, fear God and keep his commands for this is the whole duty of man. Yeah. You know, there are just lots of verses that tell what we are to do, but we get kind of mixed up in the world and we get, um, everything gets prioritized before sort of our walk with God sometimes if we're not being careful. And then all of a sudden we've left this legacy of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have a life, uh, a life that was very busy and very productive in some ways, but you know, in terms of leaving a legacy, right? What will people actually say? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's helpful to think about that sometimes about your funeral. I think, yeah, right? Well, I mean, people don't like to do that, but to kind of think about maybe what somebody. I mean, we always joke at the dinner table about how we're going to have so many stories yeah. about you. Well, just to make it easier for you when the day comes. So, yeah. Crazy dad that you are. Yes, yes. Um, well, I many, try many to do stories. What I can. Yes, yeah. but in all seriousness, you know, you kind of have to think about like what 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 will they say? Yeah. What will people say? Yeah. Yes. And will I like it? Will yeah. it be good? And if not, maybe you could turn it around today, right? Exactly. And yeah. that's, There's I'm, never too late. Boy, I've, I've heard, uh, I've had funerals like that too, where they say, you know, so-and-so really was a mean old cuss and then something happened in their life and they really changed. Yeah. And that's, that's an incredible story when you hear about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I, I want to say one thing too, is that the... Uh, uh, so the chief end of uh, the chief end of man, as it says in the Westminster yep. Catechism, is to glorify, glorify God, God and enjoy Him to enjoy Him forever. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also talks about being conformed to the image of His Son, and I can't remember where in okay. Paul's letters that is. I think it's Colossians. Okay. Yes. Uh, that He has called us that we might be conformed to the image of His Son, and in our it kind of struck me yesterday in our worship service because our our concluding uh, prayer there is. Uh, Almighty God, you have given your son both as a sacrifice mm. for sin and a model of, of the a godly, godly life. life. Enable us always to receive him with thanksgiving and to conform our lives yes. to his. And so that would be another statement of purpose. Okay. That ultimately, God's purpose for us is to be like him. Yeah, is to, be to like look his more son, like Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the aim we're looking for. Okay, I like that. And then, you know, when we first started out in ministry, I mean, what was that, 20 years ago, um, the big thing was purpose-driven life. Oh, Remember, yeah. we were talking about purpose, purpose, purpose everywhere because right. that book was a bestseller or whatever. And I think the very first line of that book says something like, it's not about you, yeah. right? And the whole book goes on to say that you were not you were not an accident, you were created for a purpose, and then, you know, it's got this 40 days of purpose. thinking about yeah. that or something like that. But it was uh, it was kind of common parlance in the church for, for quite a yeah. while. Um and now we have talked less about that, but I'm sure that's still a good book. I'm sure you could go oh, back and no, read I, that. I, I reread it recently. Oh, yeah. did you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you know the the purpose of the church, I would say, you know, um, as many of our listeners know, you know, I'm really reorienting our church mm-hmm. around making disciples. Yeah. So I emphasize it time and time and yes, time again. Yes, you do. And that's the target we're aiming for. You know, what what are we doing at St. John Lutheran? We're trying to 
make disciples and here's what a disciple looks like. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday you, in your sermon, you said, what are we doing? We are making some pastors too. You were trying to get people to think about maybe a call to the ministry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's very nice. uh, Well, thank you very much. You know, because God does call people to ministry. Uh, Yes, he does. He absolutely does. And so I I pray that he will call people even through the ministry of our church. Mm -hmm. Amen. And even one of our children, maybe. Yeah, I pray for that too. Yes, maybe, maybe. All right, well, what else? Do we want to say anything else about purpose? I think... Well, I do think pollen is not part of God's purpose. Pollen is not. clearly of the devil. But if you are struggling, I think one thing you do is you pray. You say, Lord, I'm struggling with my purpose. I feel sort of lost. And what what would you have me do? Sometimes it's just these little things that maybe you have a soft spot in your heart for a particular issue. Yeah. Um, you know, homelessness or mm-hmm. hunger or trafficking or something, you know, something in this world that we know breaks God's heart. Um, and maybe that is part of what you're, if that touches your heart, maybe that's part of your purpose. Maybe you need to yeah. ask God and to show you if you, if you don't know of something. And, yeah. and again, it's not, it doesn't have to be these grand things. Maybe your purpose is to be the absolute best mom to a particular child you can be or the best yeah. friend to you know as someone who's hurting etc yeah and, and i'd say at this season especially you know mm. jesus calls us to be to be neighbors mm-hmm. and you know i think he means that literally too that of course our neighbor is everyone yeah but our neighbor is also literally like our neighbors mm-hmm. and so in this season when a lot of people have been isolated and lonely for right. the last six or seven months is there anything you can do in your neighborhood just to people around you yeah to be that light to right. be that salt to uh, to uh, to help people out right right there where you mm-hmm. live. Yeah, yeah. We stayed hung out with some neighbors a little too late we last did. night. Yeah, yes, a little, a little too late. Great yeah. time though. It was fun though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we can wrap that up on purpose. Next week we will come and talk about the new future that we Ooh. have, and Ooh, so like that, that is going to be kind of more than just our purpose, but what God has in store, right? Ooh, I the, like that. The new heaven and new earth. Maybe I'm not real sure where we'll go with that, but the new future that every Christian will have. I like that. Okay, good. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.